You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Metrics and Chill. Today, my guests are, and guests, this is the first episode of Metrics and Chill where we have two guests. I'm excited about that. I have Frank Iska, who's a strategist at Whiter Group, and Jonathan Stannis, also of Whiter Group, Director of User Experience. Gentlemen, welcome to you both. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, yeah. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for having us on. Uh, Whiter Group, I just told you guys before we hopped on, a long time coming to have you guys on here. Um, you know, been in the HubSpot agency space for a very, very long time. Um, also really good users of Databox, although that's not why they're on here today. But uh, <laughs> long time coming. I've known Frank for a long time, too. Used to, we used to uh, hang out at the inbounds way back in the day when I was in the agency. The good old days. Yeah, 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 right? The good old days, yeah. Um, so, Frank, why don't, you, why don't you, for those of you, uh, our listeners who don't know, why don't you give everybody the, the quick rundown on who Wider Group is? Yeah, so Wider Group's a diamond level HubSpot partner. Uh, we're located in the heart of the Midwest in Appleton, Wisconsin, so 30 miles south of uh, Lambeau Field, just to give a, a landmark. And uh, yeah, we're a team of 32 uh, full-time team members, and we specialize in helping clients in complex industries, uh, primarily industrial manufacturing, um, but we also have some clients um, in uh, supply chain and finance. Um, but yeah, we are a dedicated inbound marketing agency for those uh, types of clients. And yeah, ones who ones who really need it, right? Um, and you guys probably have the coolest conference locale, right? You just mentioned Lambeau Field. I know you've done it a few yeah. times now. Probably not this past year. Um, but uh, do you plan on bringing that conference back uh, in when when it gets uh, safe to do so? We sure hope so. Um, yeah, our experience inbound conference that John is mentioning, we host at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, and also Miller Park. Um, down in Milwaukee, uh, no longer known as Miller Park. I don't even know what the new name, uh, the new sponsor is, but I think it'll still be referred to as Miller Park. We're talking about maybe doing a smaller version yeah. um, sometime in the fall. Uh, usually we host that in June, and uh, that feels just a little too soon um, to make people comfortable. So right. um, maybe maybe in the fall, if we're right. lucky. Uh, that's good to hear in some form. Yeah. Um, so as Frank mentioned, they they've they've been in the, uh, the agency's been around for quite a while, and today they're actually going to cover the metric that they're going to cover is the goal conversion rate from Google Analytics, specifically for a client that will go unnamed, but they will tell us all about how they set up tracking, how they actually improve conversion rates, what goal conversion rate actually meant for this specific client, and kind of walk us through that whole thing. So why don't we start with uh, tell us a little bit about who you know, uh, what goal conversion rate specifically in the case of this client meant? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great place to start. Uh, so for this particular client, they are a developer of apartment communities across the country. Um, they're up to 56 locations at this point. And with apartment communities, they're looking to get people uh, to sign a lease. So they're looking to convert people through their website to either uh, request a tour uh, to see these different apartment floor plans, um, to speak to you know speak with a leasing agent, um, that's how they approach goal conversions. So this could be in the form of people calling in directly um, through a phone call, or filling out a form fill on the site. Right. 
Um, and, and part of helping this client is we did a brand new website for them that needed to scale because um, they're adding additional apartment communities almost monthly. So they needed to scale this web presence and do it in a way that was very focused on conversions. And, and part of that was a, a GDD or growth driven design website approach where we could really focus in on conversion rate optimization. That kind of, I feel like segues into the first question. Uh, the first big question is usually how did the team, how did your agency like identify this specific area? So in this case, goal conversion rate as the opportunity, right? There's so many things you could be focusing on, but it sounds like a couple things. One, they're scaling, um, you know, adding new places all the time. And two, you're re- redesigning a website. So you're, you're improving or boosting their web presence. Sounds like conversion rate was an obvious place to start. But why don't you just give us a little bit more color there on why specifically goal conversion rate uh, was the was the best place to start? Yeah, you know, it really comes down to what their leadership is looking for. Um, and as they scale up certain apartment communities, as they call them, lease, lease up these communities, um, that's, you know, the primary metric area that they're looking at is are we getting enough lead conversions right. to equate to close leases. And prior to our involvement, this was a very manual process. You can only imagine how time consuming it is to go into Google Analytics, select your different filters for each of these communities and manually pull these numbers in a way that they could you know, pass it on to leadership. So we said, well, let's address this right away with this new site and set up some you know, automated uh, reporting so you can have these uh, in a web version in real time to show a leadership uh, to keep track of these things. Uh, and that's where I'll flip it over to Jonathan on our team on how we approach that um, and, and how we got this set up for them. So, yeah, what we did with them is first off, we get at the goal setup tracking done. And with moving to HubSpot, um, we actually moved over their um, collection platform. In a, in a way, before they used to run everything through just straight up generic Google Analytics. Um, this is the client? Google. The client would just yeah, run everything? The okay. Yeah, they just run everything through Google Analytics in the sense that they just have the standard tag set up. When we actually moved that over, so first thing we did to scale that is we moved everything over to Google Tag Manager. And we set up the tagging and the um, triggers over there so that we could get the correct properties um, to give you the right information on which forms and which properties are um, users are filling out forms on Um, because before they'd have to go through and look at individual URLs for each different one and kind of see which pages they are finding. Now we have rules that determine based upon the URL structure where the people are um, actually converting on which properties because this is all underneath one domain. It's not like each different property has their own domain. It's one main domain. Then there's basically subfolders, which is where they have each individual property. So with this setup, we can have it so that you can see um, the goal conversions. And then we also set up so that different types of forms show as different goal conversions so that we can see where really in the funnel these um, users are converting. Um, some people are converting on higher level stuff, which is just like, hey, keep me in mind in case you have like some new specials that come out. I just want to get information on that. Whereas other ones are farther down even to where they want to schedule the in-person tour or call. So every one of those different types of conversions we're tracking and seeing which ones of those are getting the best conversion rates and where we can make improvements. And again, this is all happening through Google Tag Manager. Right. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask that. Do, do they have separate websites for each property? But you're mm-hmm. mentioning they have subfolders basically for all their properties, one main mm-hmm. website. So yeah. yep. 
So prior to all this, were they able to track conversions by property or were they just able to track total conversions and they were kind of in the dark on which properties were getting the most? I don't think they had information on which properties were getting the most conversions because I don't, the structure that we set up was new to them. Right. So this, so using Google Tag Manager, this was, this was all new. And then you would do the reporting through GA and basically be able to right. tell them which specific properties were getting the most conversions. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. And then with that, we would, oh. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. And with that, so we have all these great, you know, form submissions and stuff set up. So then we can go and connect the Tag Manager and set up events inside of Google Analytics. Um, not to get too geeky on you, but we have the two talking to each other. And then we can build that in. And then through Databox's goal tracking, um, through um, their Google Analytics integration, we can then see on a per property basis which ones are um, showing which conversions over time. And then so before they'd have to go through and kind of find each one, find each page that um, individuals were converting on. And now they just get, you know, a data wall they can just look at or send to um the leadership team and kind of see over time, or these are the pages that we're getting good conversions on. Here's some that are slowing down, certain properties that are, you know, maybe they're um, at a certain part of the season where they're already getting full, they don't have as much conversion that time, or other properties they're bringing on, they really want to notice and really push those conversions so they can quickly find those new properties and find ways, new advertisements to push that property and right. make sure that the conversion rate's meeting where their, their business goals are to um, fill those properties. I love how you shifted the conversation probably, I would imagine, to th- things around. They were kind of in the dark before. They're probably yep. asking questions about which properties are even getting the best conversions. You come in through some through some one-time setup with Google Tag Manager, seeing the information in GA and then automating that through a data box dashboard. Now they're just seeing that stuff automatically and they're seeing it trend over time. And now their conversations have shifted from, okay, how do we get these one or two properties? How do we boost those? These other ones are performing well. Great. What can we do for these? So you've kind of shifted the whole culture and the whole conversation Mm -hmm. from how do we track these things or which ones are even performing to, okay, now we know. Here's what we could do to to make the improvements in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what we were really excited about with this particular client was this the economies of scale. Right. You know, if we can do one thing on one of these um, property websites and test it. And if that's uh, a huge success, let's roll that out to additional sure. properties. Yeah, uh, we can do a lot of different variant testing um, for different properties, and then really see what's working best and roll that out across the portfolio. So I mentioned we use uh, growth-driven design as our main approach to manage all this, um, and obviously DataBox and, and what we right. set up to track these um, these goal conversions has really allowed us to act on that data. And then you know apply that to additional um, site updates that we make. Right, the perfect example of actually using data in a way to improve performance, not just track it mm-hmm. and, and see the numbers. Because, like you said, you can see what's working for a specific property and yep. duplicate that across others. Whereas before, they're mm-hmm. kind of guessing or just in the dark on it. Um, and also, Jonathan, the, the the podcast is called Metrics and Chill. You can't get too geeky here, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're past that point. All right. um, <laughs> second question, because um, this one, th- this one, I'm super interested in, uh, because uh, just at the the type of content that you would create to increase goal conversions in the first place. What are some things that the team has done to actually help improve goal conversion rate for the client? Just because for this specific industry, like, does content resonate or blog posts resonate? Like, what types of things are you doing to actually 
improve the conversion rates. Yeah, we're, we're really going towards uh, bottom of the funnel with different move-in specials. Um, the typical buyer journey for someone who's looking for an apartment, um, believe it or not, is, is pretty quick from the moment they come on the site to them converting to them signing a lease. So to get them uh, across that, um, that hurdle, it's uh, a move-in special where maybe their first month is free or it's a discounted rate for the first three months. Um, so our client was controlling a lot of these offers, but we helped with how we present that offer sure. and, and the wording and the language and the copy that we use. And that's where we've been able to test in different things to see how can we make these offers, uh, these move-in specials, the most appealing um, mm. and using some of those variables and test and see what that does for conversion rate. Um, and they, they saw a huge increase in those type of move-in specials uh, in 2020, um, you know, thanks to how we've approached this. So, so the, the time to actually sign a lease is actually, so people landing on the site are fairly high intent. Yeah, I would say it's kind of interesting. You get there and you look at their conversion rates. You look at um, some of the analytics, like how many times do people have to visit, you know, how many days, stuff like that. And actually it tends to be, I believe their first, con the best conversion funnel is an organic search followed by a direct landing on their page. So they, you know, search for a property or search for something nearby them, you know, looking for apartments near me. They land on the right. page via Google search and then they'll maybe navigate away, come back later in the day or something um, with the direct um, actual, they fill in the, you know, the address in the browser bar. And that's where they tend to convert. And that had the highest conversion rate. And so, yeah, it's not like, you know, a week or a month even. It's more like, hey, today I'm going to look at this. And because of those specials and the, with that urgency with those specials, because right. it's like for the next three days, you can sign up now and you can get this discount rate. Oh, here's something for a month. You're getting first month for you, get 30% off your first three months, wherever they want to structure it. And that kind of urgency um, really drives the conversions pretty quickly to get those um, people uh, into the into their funnels and into, into leases, into into apartments. Are, are, is Wider also managing those uh, discounts, those specials? We're not managing the specials directly, but what we something we did with our process was identify ways we could help them them manage it. So right. they manage, you know, they work with their different apartments. They have a whole, you know, an army of people managing their apartments. And so what we worked with them was making sure that all the information was up to date across the entire websites, different right. websites. Um, we use some backend stuff working with um, the, the website that helps them make sure that the information is um, standardized across all the pages. That's one of the areas we determined would be very beneficial for them because it maintained consistency. In the past, it was a lot more work to get those various specials updated and now it's literally one space to go into one place inside the back end and it updates it across right. multiple properties multiple pages i was, I was going to say because especially because of the, the the urgency factor that sort of like deadline that adds some complication yes. to it like you don't just have a set it and forget it offer on the site um so no. you, you're having a, an offer that you're constantly updating or maybe it only runs once a month or or maybe it only runs once <laughs> ever right um, so I was just wondering, yeah, what they were using to, uh, to actually manage that. Um, but it sounds like it's just something they're custom uh, building right in the, right on the website themselves. Yeah. And prior to working with us and us making that process easier, they were a little bit handcuffed where they had to wait on their previous, uh, web partner to make those updates. Uh, and, okay. and you mentioned it, John, mm -hmm. some of these things are super timely and they need to, uh, get them up on the site or take them down. 
they now have the keys to do that in a very manageable way uh, on the back end of the site in HubSpot. Um, so that's, that's been a big part of this as well, is allowing them and giving them access to do that on their own. It doesn't work without it, right? That three-day move-in special, or maybe they do like a quarterly special or um, a once-a-year, like that stuff works, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't work yeah. if nobody's making the change and it's just available uh, you know, indefinitely. Uh, you, exactly. you, you lose that urgency. My other question was going to be, so is are the majority of people finding the site through organic or is there some other plays going on there as well? Yes, organic is definitely um, the, the, the main driver of sessions and leads. Just like um, somebody searching apartments near whatever town or city. Yeah. And, you know, thanks to, you know, just their, their vast number of, um, you know, communities that they have and properties that they have across the country, they built up some really strong SEO. Obviously, every time they break into a new geography, um, they have some of that to build, but they've been smart on where they um, do clusters of these different properties in a certain geo so they can kind of build um, masses as, as far as that, that web presence and contents. And then they do a little bit of paid you know, to, to help support that, but a, a large number of what we're seeing is coming through organic. Mm-hmm. And as John mentioned, um, it's not a surprise. That's the best quality uh, leads are coming through that organic channel. And what it is, I'm guessing like each property you mentioned has a subfolder and there's probably the, the main page. I'm guessing you have optimized for like, like the page title is like apartments near, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. you guys are from Appleton, right? So apartments near Appleton. So each subfolder is like optimized for that keyword. Right. It's built into the URL structure. And then also along with um, all the pages, uh, titles and meta descriptions, right. every property has the same structure. So this have the same, I want to say eight different page structure. And then, yeah, they're all optimized really around those location keywords. Very repeatable. So like you said, if you add a new property, it's a scalable process. And so somebody finds a site searching for apartments near whatever town or city. They find the site. And because of uh, the specials on the site, the move-in specials and, and things like that, that has helped to sort of increase the conversion rate and kind of lower that time to time to value you know, for, mm-hmm. the, for the user, essentially, right? Like they're... Finding apartments, mm-hmm. they're signing leases relatively quickly, um, really on the, the due to those uh, offers that, that you mentioned on the site. Definitely. Yeah, so it's those things. It's our, our GDD process, um, using tools like Lucky Orange to see where we can better engage the user as they go down the page. Are we losing people on a certain scroll? Um, so it's been very iterative as far as improvements we've made, not only on those those homepage move-in specials, but this their general contact us form. Right. Now we're starting to experiment with some different forms that allow people um, to do a self-guided tour. So you think about um, the convenience factor, you're not having a schedule with a leasing agent, but you can go in on your terms when it's most convenient for you to see a floor plan and see it in person. Um, so now we're starting to experiment with some of those types of conversion opportunities. Right. Um, and that's exciting to see. Um, so their industry keeps evolving with what they can offer. Right. So tell me about the the results. Like, what have you, you know, what have you seen over the last year um, in terms of results from goal conversion rate? Yeah, Jonathan, you want to cover this? Um, yeah. Overall, um, our goal conversion rates have been um, pretty nice. In uh, twenty nineteen, we saw just uh, our goal conversion rate was sitting at about ra- averaging around three point two two percent. Um, on the page. Um, in 2020, through our improvements and the new website, we managed to bump that up 
um, to 5.72%, which is a 77% increase year over year, which we were um, pretty pleased with. We think they were pretty pleased with. They actually managed right at the end of 2020 to hit their their goals for the year, which I was pretty impressed with, seeing as how much of a challenge it was in 2020. I mean, talk about a year to really right. struggle to hit your goals. <laughs> and they managed to get their moving goals at the end of the year. Especially like moving, right? What a tough time yeah. to move and find a new apartment. Yeah. Um, but that industry doesn't really stop for anyone, though, either, though. So, I mean, people's they leases did. are up. They got to find a new place. And, that uh, is true. They did see a slowdown, you know, the start of the pandemic. Um, but as John mentioned, you know, through their efforts and, you know, really being data driven, um, they were able to still you know, make some adjustments and hit those goals by the end of the year. And um, that's exciting to see, uh, you know, through our efforts and, and them being able to. Um, use the data that we're helping give them, they can make adjustments and make sure they don't miss those windows of time to, to reach those goals. Right. And just to clarify, that 5.72% conversion rate number, that's visitor to filling out a form to inquire about a place or is that signing a lease? That's to inquire about a place. Yeah, okay. that's not there to sign lease um, information. They use uh, another platform for that, for the actual getting to the conversion of the lease itself. Right, so 5.72% of people who visit the site are, are basically inquiring about a place, filling out a form, yeah. want more information. Mm -hmm. that, that seems like a great result. And so how are you yeah. delivering those results to them right now? You mentioned before you're using uh, data walls and dashboards. Yeah, we pr present all the information through that. Um, we did a big year-over-year -year report uh, at the end of last year where, where we pulled all the metrics in from Databox um, and then used another platform for the presentation itself. But we grabbed all the information from Databox. Uh, and we have, yeah, I mean, and it started off when we first built it out, this was at the, these walls, it was um, beginning of 2020. And so we actually had like a ton of boards. I mean, they would all use your um, uh, gallery view with the cycle through them, but we are a ton of them because they were learning to look at a lot of different time ranges. Um, since then, those, um, you guys have rolled out that really great uh, dynamic time range feature. Yeah. So you yeah. can change the time ranges. So we were able to massively reduce the amount of boards they need to look at because now they can take one board and look at all these ranges just in one board. So it's supposed to have to be looking amongst several boards. Right, the custom date ranges where you could just choose the dates yourselves, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One data board, yeah, and just allow everybody to kind of pull the dates they want themselves. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say something, Frank? Nope, I was just agreeing with the, uh, the new custom date ranges, uh, how that was really, you know, a big improvement for us to consolidate. Um, the number of boards because with 56 properties and wanting to display this data, there's a lot of boards out there. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of tech debt reduced. Um, yeah. so it sounds like you're using Google tag manager just to wrap this all up. You're using Google tag manager to track the events for each property. You were then tying that to the goals you created in Google analytics. And then you use data box basically to visualize the data from Google analytics and, you know, kind of segment out, the conversion rates for each property to show that to the client. Does that yeah, sound that about right? Is that, that that sums it up? Yeah. I would assume they were pretty happy, not just with the numbers, but with the presentation of everything. Oh yeah. You know, our, our main point of contact was spending hours every month, um, having to manually pull these numbers prior. And that was before they got to the number of properties that they have now. Um, so not only has it uh, impacted her, uh, productivity and, and alleviated her, you know, leadership's happier because they can see this data at any time. Um, and it just, it makes a lot more sense um, to automate something like this versus, 
manual static, you know, PowerPoint um, metric reports, you know, that right. they fire off every month. Right. Right. This is a great story. I mean, um, thank you for coming on and sharing this. I know it's, uh, it's gotta feel good when you get this type of result for a client, especially considering that, like you were mentioning the type of year that most everyone had in 2020 to see that kind of growth, um, in that business and to see those improvements and conversion rates must, must've felt great for the team. So congrats on a big win like that. And thanks for coming on the show and sharing it. Yeah. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.